Hello, hello. My name is David Deberry II. I'm the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Brandy Avery. I am also the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Lamar Pugsley, and I am the CMO of Keys to Black Wealth. And I am Frank Cage, the CBO of Keys to Black Wealth. And we thank you all for listening to the Keys to Black Wealth podcast. Please enjoy the show and don't forget, take them keys. That three way, we on a mission, we live in exactly how we say. You see the evidence. Hey. All right. Honor to be with you. Hey, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, you've been a mentor of ours for many years. Let's see. You've been a mentor of ours for many years. You probably don't even know you've been a mentor of ours uh, for many years. And uh, it's just an honor and a blessing to have you on our Kings of Blackwell platform. We are so excited. So we want to we ask that you introduce yourself to our audience right here. We got an in-person audience and a virtual audience. But uh, how did you become Mr. John Hope Bryant? Uh, well, it's a difficult thing, uh, unless you're a complete narcissist, that's a really hard question to answer. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and read my resume. Um, but I will tell you, I'm God's child. Uh, I'm, I was born in Compton, California. Well, I was born in Compton, Los Angeles, and raised in Compton, California. Compton in the house, you hear that? Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that my grandfather was born in 1871, R.B. Smith, um, from my book, From Nothing, by the way. Before read that, it's all about managing failure, not managing success, by the way. Uh, all the things I did wrong, not all the things I did right. He was probably born into slavery. Uh, my great-grandfather was a slave. Uh, my grandfather ran a farm to get out of slavery, that shared property. My father became a businessman, and I became an entrepreneur. And my mother uh, became financially the first person who was financially literate in our family. Uh, she knew how to make it and keep it. Uh, my dad made it but couldn't keep it. So the more money he made, the broker he got. Uh, and, and if you make a dollar fifty, you make a dollar. You spend a dollar fifty. You actually end up broke at scale. And my father confused cash flow and money and getting paid. All that stuff we talk about in our community with building wealth. My mother understood building wealth on an hourly job. So today, my mother has a million dollar net worth having worked a hourly job all her life uh, and has bought and sold seven homes and raised uh, three children uh, in Compton with no problems whatsoever as a single mother. My dad, I took care of him the rest of the last 15 years of his life, even though we ran a business for 54 years because he was financially illiterate and too proud to admit it. And he needed my mother as his partner. Uh, not as just his plaything, not just as his pretty thing. He needed her as his partner because they, they shouldn't ride or die together. So that was a lesson I learned when I was five years old when they divorced over money and, and, and had domestic abuse. I saw it. That was a lesson I learned when I was seven years old when the guy who saved my life, I called him uncle. I now know he wasn't related to me, but he saved my life. I was swallowing my tongue. And I saw him selling drugs in, in the hood in South Central LA, wearing parents and extra money to get paid. And he was run down by a truck that murdered right in front of me when I was seven years old. I learned that lesson when I was nine years old. And my best friend, who was smarter than me, 
George had better crazy than me, was murdered selling drugs with my next door neighbor, Tweet, who was also murdered, who was a who was a drug a, a drug dealer. So by the time I was nine years old, I got the memo. That's my last book. Um, I'm like, I know all the stuff I don't want to do. Right? I, can't, I can't guarantee you that being positive will make you a success. But I absolutely guarantee you that being de- will make being negative will make you a failure. Come on now. So, Come on. so when I was ten years, nine years old, I all you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you listen twice as much as you talk. And a white banker came in my classroom. You never know who your who your messenger is going to be. Everybody I grew up with had bad experiences with white people, particularly white men. It just so happened it was a white banker coming in to teach financial literacy because of the Community Reinvestment Act. He taught me financial literacy when I was nine years old. I raised my hand and said, excuse me, sir, what do you do for a living? How did you get rich legally? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I'm a banker and I finance entrepreneurs. And I said, I don't know what an entrepreneur is. Hey. If you're financing it, I'm going to be one. Uh, and that's who I am today. Uh, through homelessness when I was 19 years old, through my own cockiness, my own arrogance, my own getting in my own way, believing my own to, uh, my own press, getting through in my own head. You know, no, everybody watching it, like, first of all, accommodations on a Saturday night. You're in the club of what's happening now and what have you done for me lately, right? You're in the right place. When you leave here, you get your vaccine, you go to the, the dance club. Brothers, you see she's beautiful. Girls, ladies, you see the dudes handsome. First question, what's your name? Second question, what's your credit score? <laughs> Third question, what are you doing with the rest of your life? <laughs> All right. Do you have a life plan, a business plan? Because you're talking about not just cute on a Saturday night, with, a, with an earring in your ear or, or a skirt that may be too short, depending on what you're selling. <laughs> you, you need somebody who, who's, who's got software upgrade from the neck up. Come on now, software. <laughs> your life. And we need to make smart sexy, which is why I love what you're doing on Juneteenth, the first national holiday uh, in our nation's history today. Coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous, Ambassador Andrew Young would say he was on that balcony with Dr. King. This is the this is this is the new movement. What you're doing right now? Hey, we got to move from civil rights in the streets to civil rights in the business suites. And so, who am I? Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm a philanthropist. I'm an author. I'm a thought leader. Some people call it. I run two of the largest entities of their kind in this country, the largest nonprofit financial inclusion organization, which is Operation Hope in 30 states, 200 locations with the largest nonprofit delivery platform in the country for financial literacy, uh, which I believe is a rights issue and four million clients. Three and a half billion dollars invested in our neighborhoods. Billion. That's not pesos. That's U.S. currency. Mm-hmm. And the largest owner of single-family rental homes in America, which I've accumulated in the last three and a half years, $125 million worth of single-family homes uh, through the Promise Homes Company. But really, I'm just just like you. I'm just a striver. I'm just I, I'm just a, I'm a builder in waiting. I'm God's child. I'm in where I started. I'm no better. Um, no better equipped, no smarter than anybody else in that room. I just got up earlier, stayed up later, hustled harder, and never gave up. Yeah, 
that part. That shake part. those keys. Y'all shake those keys. keys. Give it up. It's absolutely a pleasure to be with you today. Um, I met you prior to uh, prior to today um, when I first read your book, How to Pork and Save Capitalism. That's the first time I became a part of the John Hope Bryant Operation Hope Movement. And I actually had the opportunity to launch a program here in Columbus, Ohio called the 700 Credit Score Community Initiative. And you said something, you said something so, uh, so pivotal in that book. And it really just uh, inspired me. You said, if you change a person's credit score from 500 to 700, you'll change their life, right? So my question for you is, how can we use utilize credit and leverage credit to build wealth? Well, there's two types. Of, there's two types. Of, it's a great question. There's two types of credit or debt. It's bad debt and good debt. So anybody watching my follows my 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 uh, platforms was know I did a video about a week ago. The brother who. Um, won $30,000 from the lottery. Mm, I saw that. <laughs> took $20,000 and bought a gold chain to which somebody had stole from him. And really, he got robbed several times. He got robbed because of the Jew, the chain he bought for $20,000 was probably worth more like $2,000. <laughs> wow. He got robbed because he can't, because he was literally robbed. And he got robbed because he cannot create generational wealth because the only way you build wealth is in your sleep. So what he really could have done is taken that, that, that money and put it into some stocks or some bonds or his first home down payment and got what's called good debt. Mm-hmm. A company that down payment. By the way, go get the jewelry. Go get the chain. I'm not, I'm not hating on the chain. Oh, mm-hmm. this is my this is my... This is my key for the day. It's a bit hey. <laughs> I'm not hitting on bling. I'm saying bling sings, but owners build. And so the first kind of debt we should be looking at is debt, debt that appreciates. So you want debt on a mortgage, on a home. Some of the silliest things I've ever heard is, Oh, I don't own the home. The bank does. Get out of here with that mess. No, you own the bank if you default, right? Right. Meanwhile, you own the appreciation. You claim the depreciation. And get this, you write off every payment that you pay for mortgage for 20 of the 30 years of its amortization. You get that money back in a tax refund at the Mm -hmm. end of the year. When you went from me... You literally paid off my mortgage, which I don't have a problem with. <laughs> so, first of all, we got to get in our head, bad debt is financing jewelry, financing vacations. I was in the Bahamas three weeks ago, and you could finance the whole vacation weekend. So, wait a minute. You drunk? <laughs> you tired? You don't remember anything? It's all a blur. It was two days, but now you you gave him five hundred dollars down. They're gonna charge you thirty six percent interest rate because I looked at the details. Thirty six percent interest rate, and you're gonna pay five hundred dollars a month for ten months to twelve months. That's a car note. That's rent. That's a mortgage payment. Mm. That's investing in the stock market. So bad debt is things that depreciate. Good debt is things that appreciate. So you want good good debt. If you are using your credit card to run to build your business, that's good debt. Right. You're using your credit cards to finance your education, that's good debt. If you're doing it to go finance the club run tonight, 
<laughs> That's bad, Dad. Unless you find a business partner in the club. <laughs> you probably won't, won't unless you're in the club business. <laughs> I have billionaire friends that own clubs. They never visit them. Mm. Uh, uh, like <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely. And uh, I heard you say uh, you saw a class, you get raised for free. But specifically, how can we get more black people to get into business, be more interested? Obviously, in our brand, we're combining education and entertainment to do that. But specifically, how do how can we motivate our people to really embrace capitalism? Because I've heard a lot lately about the negatives of capitalism. But how can we get them to embrace the positives of capitalism? This is another ridiculous conversation. What did Malcolm X, Malcolm X says? We've been bamboozled. We've been tricked. We've been fooled. <laughs> limit, not limit. Lemon, Ellie hyphen in me. Lemon, explain, explain this. If you have a job, a job, as they said in my neighborhood growing up, you have a job. You are a capitalist. Mm-hmm. You're using your human. Follow me now. You're using your human capital, mm-hmm. your talent, and you're trading that compensation for your eight to ten hours. Can I get an amen? Hey Amen. Man, we're gonna drop some keys on that. All right. You're not there for free. You're not there because you you're not ta- you're not even taking care of your 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 nephew Pookie and them <laughs> for free. They gotta pay you for that because those kids those kids are irritating as much as you love them. That's capitalism. If you're working a job, it's human capital. It's just that when when you're cashing a check, there's less risk than writing a check. So when you have less risk, you have less return. Follow me? Follow you. So you are an employer. You are using your human capacity to engage in human capital or use your human capital to engage in capitalism for a return on your investment that's greater than what you are offering. You're getting compensated more than what you think your time may be worth, and you're paying your bills and hoping to have something left over. When you step up from that to business ownership, you say, I want a bit more of this American pie or Nigerian pie or South African pie because we're everywhere. I want more control of my life. So you're saying, I'm going to take a bit more risk and I'm going to cash the check versus write, I'm going to write the check versus cash it. And I'm going to get a greater return because now I, and you're not yet an entrepreneur, by the way. If you have a franchise of a chicken restaurant or McDonald's, you, you're a legitimate business person, but the business plan's already written for you. Hmm. Follow me? Right. So there's a little bit less risk because you somebody else has sort of wrung the risk out of, you sort of know, unless you're absolutely brain dead, you can make McDonald's work. You can make, you know, some, many business plans. Are, now, an entrepreneur is a step above that, and they're literally creating something that doesn't exist. Mm. What you're doing here is entrepreneurial. You are right. trying to pioneer new ground, yep. create a whole new way of thinking, understand that eagles get arrows, <laughs> pioneers get shot at. <laughs> that part. You don't fly. Now, listen, if you haven't heard anything else, I want to listen to here tonight. This here on a Saturday night. I'm, I'm, I'm up here on a plane. I'm doing this for you because I, I love what you're doing. Understand this. Eagles don't fly in packs. That part. Mm, come on. That part. Have you seen a flock of eagles? Eagles don't fly in packs. Not, everybody's not going to understand you, and that's okay. Let me mm. tell you something. There's no ugly billionaires. <laughs> that part. True. 
So once you get to where you're going, everybody's like, they want to roll with you. It's all good. First, they ignore you. Then they criticize you. Then they try to copy you. Then then you win. First, they ignore you. Then they try to criticize you. Why are you up there at Saturday night hanging around talking about capitalism? Get out of here with that. Black capitalists matter. Yes, that part. If you run a nail salon, you're a capitalist. You run a barbershop, you're a capitalist. You got a corner donut shop, you're a capitalist. You sell, you sell weave hair. Don't act like you're a capitalist. You're a capitalist. You, you sell your mobile phone to your friend. You are a capitalist. Let me tell you something. Capitalism is a horrible system like democracy, except for every other system. That part. Mm-hmm. And even if you want to distribute money like a socialist, you have to first collect it like a capitalist. Let me say one last thing. I just want to really kill this issue because it drives me nuts that we argue about this in our community. Let me really kill this issue. So somebody says, well, John, I don't think you understand, man. This is we, we, we just need justice. We just need peace. Just Let's just, just distribute all the money. Okay, let's try that. let's take all the wealth in the world from all the wealthy in the world which include me Hmm. let's distribute that equally to everybody in the world we with you with me so far we with you. We with you. I need to make sure I'm looking at the audience. I've got low self-esteem. I need to audience, I will. Check the keys. All right, cool. All right. Now, so now we've done with all of my liberal friends, and I'm not, by the way, I'm no Republican. I'm no. I'm, I'm talking about liberal in the sense of uh, laissez-faire, not political liberal. Right. Okay. Right? Okay, liberal as if you don't have to do any work. When the Bible says in Proverbs, to be poor is not to not have anything, to be poor is not to not do anything, and lazy hands make a man poor. That's biblical. But hold on, follow follow me. We take all this money and we distribute it to everybody equally. Let me tell you what's going to happen. In three years, the top 3% will have the money back. That part. If If I won the lottery today, and out of goodness in my heart, sympathy, not empathy, I pull off the side of the road here in Atlanta, moral capital of America, and I give a homeless guy a million dollars because I've seen him there every day and I feel sorry for him. Hmm. I give him a million dollars. You with me? We with you. I'm talking about this audience that I'm giving him my second. He'll be broke in six months. That part. Real talk. We say if nothing changes other than I gave him a million dollars of cash, again, there's making money, getting paid, getting this paper, getting mm-hmm. this dollar, getting this 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 this, this moolah, and building wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You build wealth in your sleep. That's the only way you build wealth. Wealth is a mindset. So I give this dude a million dollars, he'll be broken six months because nothing else has changed in his life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Difference between being broke and being poor. Being mm-hmm. economic, being poor is a disabling frame of mind, a depressing condition of our spirit, and we must vow never, ever, ever to be poor again. It don't. I don't care what you say about me. It's okay if you don't like me. I like me. Not mm-hmm. depending upon somebody else's acceptance of me. You've got to understand you're going to be alone because eagles don't fly in packs. There's three types of birds. There's eagles, there's buzzards, and there's turkeys. Mm-hmm. Little turkeys. I've already talked about eagles. 
These founders, that's why I said yes. I, I, I was I was background checking all your stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> now you got buzzards. Buzzards love packs. Mm. Mm. Yep. Buzzards are low altitude birds. Right. <laughs> buzzards are always stepping on your he- head to elevate themselves. Ooh. Mm. Come on now. Buzzards are always player hating, never player congratulating. Something negative to say about somebody. Big facts. Eagles talk about their ideas. Buzzers talk about other people. Mm. Buzzers are always shooting at eagles. Mm. But the worst kind of bird. (laughs) Bring down on turkeys. Turkeys? (laughs) Is a turkey. (laughs) <laughs> a jive turkey <laughs> because a turkey's got wings and can't even fly <laughs> all they do is profile mm. <laughs> love it. Love it. translation trying to be something they are not not so you got your gold fake chains around your neck. You got your pants hanging out to your your, your 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 shoelaces. You got your, 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 yo yo man. What's up? What's up? What's? I don't know. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> I'm look. I love my people enough to tell you the truth. Mm. The truth. The truth. Slavery was about capitalism, people. That part. It was trying to hurt you. Thank you. Thank that was morals separated from money. Big facts. You don't have to separate morals from money. You can have morals and money. People say, oh, I need both of them. I need both of them. People say, I hate rich people. No, you don't. That's another You hate people until you become rich. (laughs) What you hate is a game system. So what Mm -hmm. you got to do is flip the script. Everything you love in America, in the world, was created by philanthropy. Where did philanthropy come from? You know, the Rockefeller Center. Hello? Right. The Ford Foundation. Hello? Uh, Harvard University. These are people. These are these are entrepreneurs that created institutions. Grand Central Station. I mean, all these institutions, uh, uh, the, the Art Center, right there in your town. Go do, don't trust me. Go do your research. Right. The government can't do anything for you unless they have taxpayer money. Where does that come from? Uh, <laughs> so look, we need, to, we, we need to knock it off. Right. <laughs> we need to knock it off. What I, want, what I want you to do is create a movement. Now, let me give you a, a point of inspiration. Okay. The book, The Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell, proves that... Mm-hmm. 5% role models every community stabilizes mm-hmm. not 80% role models not 50% not 20% Dr. King only had 20% of the black community support Right. everybody else you, you, had the, you had black Muslims literally in the, in the black panther movement black Muslims uh, SEO, whole bunch of groups literally, literally against him hmm. we, on, we celebrate him now not realizing that he only had at his Height 20% of support. Now, if you can understand what that point and that movement has lasted for 60 years with minimal support, understand this. Folks in our neighborhood want to be rap stars, athletes, and drug dealers, 
not because they're dumb or they're stupid or misguided. There's nothing wrong with, with an athlete except it's statistically impossible. Nothing, nothing wrong with a, with, a, with, a, with a rap star like my brother T.I. and Killer Mike and all my friends, except it's statistically almost impossible. And you shouldn't want to be a drug dealer, but we model what we see. So statistically, our neighborhoods are saying, uh, that's, that's what success looks like. Right. So model what I see. see. We made dumb sexy. Mm. We business sexy over here, right. John. We business sexy over here. <laughs> we got to make smart sexy again. Right. That's your charge. And you don't need you don't need 50%. You don't need 80% of people around you. You don't even need 25% or 20%. You don't need to be Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You, mm. you, you can be 5%. 5%. It used to be when in our neighborhood, everybody walked around suited and booted, and ladies had dresses on that was actually the, literally qualified as a dress. <laughs> above, your, above your midsection of your, of your waist. Come out last night, and the girl's literally naked with like a strip of, of cloth between. Like, what else? What, I'm your boyfriend. What do I get? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't all the way to everybody else for free. What I'm saying is, I'm not, I'm not jiving on how we flow. I'm saying that's your self-esteem walking through the door, right? Mm. Is that all you're valuable? Is how you look? Yeah. Mm. I'm saying we are all that and more. We've been doing so much with so little for so long, we can almost do anything with nothing. Over the round and through it, we're going to get to it. Imagine if we created black billionaires and we created artistry and, and, and all this culture, basically America is us from slavery. Mm. Imagine what happens when you set yourself free. That part. Yes. So if you were here right now, I would just hand you my keys and just say, take a look. But I know you got a good one. I know you got a flight to uh, catch. Um, real quick, my final question, and I'll let uh, my co-founder shut us down here, is how can an organization like Keys to Black Wealth, we've definitely been vibing with Operation Hope, uh, you, John Hope Bryan, we have been following you for many, many, many years. Uh, you've been a major inspiration. Um, how can an organization like us partner with an organization like Operation Hope uh, to be able to leverage each other's brand, our missions, and be able to reach more individuals? First of all, let me say this. By the way, by the way, uh, audience, have you guys enjoyed this today? Because no good deed shall go unpunished. Because what they're doing is really difficult. They're making it look easy, but it's really difficult. Love is work. Understand this. You love your husband or your wife. You want a divorce twice a year. You love your job. You want to quit every week. Right. You can't quit. You're the boss, but you want to quit. Uh, you right. love your children if you have them. You want to strangle them every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Am I talking to myself? Nah, uh, they feeling you. Real talk. Like you're here on a Saturday night going, should I have been someplace? No, you're supposed to be right here. Whatever you love, listen to me now, will drive you out of your cotton-picking mind. Mm. Magnificent obsession. Yep. But rainbows only follow storms. Mm. Come on. You cannot have a rainbow without a without a storm first. It's actually a scientific fact. Mm. The Bible says you cannot grow without legitimate suffering. Mm. Legitimate suffering. Legitimate. Because I've been homeless, I take no for vitamins. Mm. Come on now. Take no for vitamins. Take no for vitamins. Y'all gotta catch these keys he's doing up here. My definition of success 
is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Hmm. What are you going to do to me? You going to tell me no? I had no when I walked in the door. Hmm. What are you going to do? Say something bad to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Reject me? No, the world's rejected me before I even got to you. Right? You can't stop somebody whose self-esteem is not dependent upon somebody else's affirmation. I want you to claim your somebodyness. I want you to understand how tough it is what they pulled off tonight and this week. And I want you to give them encouragement. I want you to sign up to everything they ask you to do. I want you to get five friends to sign up. There we I go. want you to check that they like to go to church. I want you to I want you to, 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 to report every piece of good news you get so they can push that thing out. I want you to make this movement sexy. I want you to understand that nothing good comes easy. And I want you to join with them to make a one million black business commitment. Don't worry about it. We'll cost your dime. I've already paid for it. Hmm. Shopify and Operation Open put up $130 million to create a million new black businesses over 10 years. Fire. Because, and this is a Dr. King quote, he said in the 1960s, talking about political inclusion, the world is moving at jet like speed, but America is moving at horse and buggy pace. Mm. I will say today, with regard to business and commerce and economics, which is now riding on the back of technology, we could even do this. <laughs> Come on. Without technology. Right. Whatever you're running, if, if technology is not embedded in the center of it, you're not a growth anything. You're not a growth church, a growth, a growth nonprofit, a growth big business, small business. Technology has to be embedded in what you do. So on that point, the world is moving at jet-like speed. Mm -hmm. But black American business is moving at horse and buggy pace. So you compound in your sleep, employees, education, stocks, homes, rental income. You you come you build wealth in your sleep. So ninety about ninety six percent of business black businesses also are not on e-commerce. Huh. Right. So you think you you're in that audience now. You know somebody a black person in your city owns a barbershop. I want you to go through them and get them signed up. I want this group to make a one bit MBB commitment to create twenty five businesses. 50 businesses, 100 businesses, 500 businesses over 10 years. I'm going to put $25,000 per business of supports, licenses, and resources to support these two founders. Now, that's the real talk. Now, here, check this out. You're in a barbershop. You say, well, e-commerce is not for me. Not true. Take the words Canton and Pops out of your dictionary. Right now, the barbershop is, I drive by, I see the barbershop, I call, you answer the phone, you cut somebody's hair, salon, hair salon too. Hey, who's this? Yeah, I'm cutting hair right now. I can't get to my appointment book. Call me back. First, may not call back. Here's hmm. e-commerce. It's two in the morning. We're sitting in bed. Right. We're searching the internet for a hair a barbershop. We find one in the general area, not just the area we drove through. We go online, make an appointment on the scheduling app. Huh. We enter our credit card. Right. If we cancel the appointment and don't show up, the entrepreneur still gets paid or the business owner still gets paid. While we're on the site, we also shop for some hair oil, uh, a wave cap. Durag. <laughs> Durag. That person made money in there. Sleep. Sleep. That's how you leverage yourself up. So we're going to 
small business training, free entrepreneurship training, seven of the credit score community training, right? Because some of the credit score neighborhoods don't riot. Only 500 credit score neighborhoods riot. That's a whole nother session for another time. Period. That part. We're going to give you, we're going to give you a, a for four months for free. We're going to give you an e-website for free. A domain name for free. This is an investment in you. We're going to give you uh, a payment systems for free. Delivery systems for free. You make your first sale. We're going to give you a credit line against the sale for free. We're going to wrap an accountant, a business manager, a marketing manager, an IT professional around you for free. What else you want me to do? Walk you to the promised land? We need to all be excited right. about this moment right now. Let me leave you with this. I'm running late. Let me leave you with this. So the answer is, I want you to make a one and BB commitment, a whole commitment, and I want you to own this in your city. But here's the real, the real thing. I really am going to try to say this entire time. The Bible suggests be hot or be cold. Mm. If you're lukewarm, I'll spat you out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Translation, even God doesn't like mediocrity. Period. Period. So whatever we're doing, do it with both feet. Do it with everything you've got. Everything. Do it as if your life depends on it. Huh. Because, because watch how you live your life. It may be the only Bible that anybody else reads. Mm, come on now. Hey, drop that key. Drop that final key. Hey, virtual audience. Hey, John, you know we represent Ohio, so we got to do this. Oh, hey. Hey, we notice you don't have a location here in Columbus, Ohio, so we're going to have to work on that, all right? And you safe travels, and we really appreciate what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for the global community, and specifically us as well, and giving us those words of encouragement. Appreciate Many you. Blessings. And we're going to see you at the top because the bottom's way, way too, too crowded. crowded. Safe travels, safe travels. Love and light.